Hello, it's Michael Benner. I want to thank you for listening to this excerpt of the podcast, Finding Yourself in Paradise. We're providing this free each week to subscribers of the old Inner Vision and Breakthrough Radio programs heard on KPFK and KRLA in Los Angeles. And I want to remind you, you can hear the entire program, usually running between 50 minutes and an hour, plus the fascinating audio journeys. Yeah, a meditation, guided imagery, or visualization exercise that we include in every one of these programs. Could never do that on the radio. All of that's yours for 99 cents a week. Less than $4 a month at FocusedPassion.com. Go there now with your ATM card. Use your debit card or credit card. $3.96 a month. And you'll get not only 48, but 52 programs, four special programs provided free on those months that have five Wednesdays. And January is one of those months, so you might want to do that right away. Go to FocusedPassion.com with your ATM, your debit, your credit card, and sign up now for 99 cents a week. We'll deliver it to you just like this program, all right? In any event, hope you enjoy the excerpt of Finding Yourself in Paradise. Again, visit for more information, focusedpassion.com. Remember the ED on focusedpassion.com. So again, honoring this paradox that, and this comes up in a lot of different contexts when you I talk about personal and spiritual development and human potential, this paradox that each of us, is an individual with particular gifts and talents yeah. and abilities, and yet, as energy beings, we share a source somehow on some level. We're all plugged in. There is an overmind, if you will, or sometimes it's called the buddhic plane. Or this may even be a concept for so-called heaven. That uh, both things are true. Yeah. In form, we're unique. Let's honor that uniqueness. And yet we're a human family or one life here at work, a spiritual ecosystem. Any mother who has ever had a child cannot deny there is some connection between two separate human beings. Because that child doesn't have to be in sight. It could be out of of hearing range. It doesn't matter. If that child's experiencing something intense, mommy experiences it. And and they did experiments, what was it, a long time ago, the book um, Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain. Oh, yeah, Ostrander and Schroeder. Schroeder, exactly. They talked about taking these these, uh, rabbits, I think it was, and when they had babies, they took those babies and put them in a trans, uh, a very fast airplane, I don't know what kind it was in those days, Concorde kind of airplane, and then they put them to the other side of the planet, put them in a submarine, took them all the way down to the bottom of the ocean, and here's the mom in Russia, and the babies are on the other side of the planet, at the bottom of the ocean, and one by one, they kill these babies, and mama freaks at the exact right. instant in time. Right. You know, come on, there's something happening here. I remember reading that. In fact, the baby rabbits were put into a Faraday cage which is a cage that blocks all electromagnetic radiation because they thought in those days that there was some sort of physical transmission of uh, empathy or rapport or psychic phenomena or whatever term you use to explain it. But whatever it is, it's non-physical. Yeah, and we don't know it. We don't get it. Nobody Smart people know that they don't know more than they know, you know, and this is one of those areas. 
keep those mysteries open, keep asking the good. You know, isn't that a funny thing about life? So many people want answers, and yet the wisest women among, among us seem to be content asking the questions. Like, if I got a bunch of really good questions, I'll be even happier than thinking I need all the answers, you know. Forget all the answers. Learn as much as you can, but use it's, it's those good questions that really plow the ground and cultivate the earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why when people tell you to, like, get real, you know, it's like, well, real is only what is now. I don't want to just be real. I want to be imaginary. I want to make new stuff up. I want to invent things and create things. And the only way to do that is to step out of real. I can't do that unless I can get into this dream or daydream-like state. You know, I'm stuck in, when I'm in my stress mode, I'm stuck in the real. But yep. I, can, I can create more. I can create better. I can create different when I get out of my stress mode in dreaming and in daydreaming both both of those states can be powerfully controlled or directed or orchestrated another part of this relationship Steve between the awake state and the sleep state and the phenomenon of dreams and daydreams we need to talk about daydreams Indeed. and the relationship Very to powerful. the uh, dreams we have at night is uh, the opportunity that going to sleep offers us to psych up for the next day. Yeah. Again, I mentioned this briefly a few minutes ago in the context of taking short naps. And if you expect to wake up feeling worse, uh, you probably will. And if you expect to wake up feeling really happy, then you probably will. You certainly increase your odds dramatically. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there are other factors. Yes. You, know, you might have a virus or you wake up with a bellyache or whatever. But all other things being equal, to carry a positive attitude into the bedroom with you, to leave your your worries and your cares behind, and to take your daydreams into your night dreams, to take your yeah. fantasies and your expectations and your passions into your dreams, and tell yourself as you fall asleep, not only that you'll remember and understand a dream or Maybe you remember and understand a dream that has really valuable and practical information. But how about telling yourself that when you wake up, you're going to feel great. You're going to look forward to the day and do a little review as you're falling asleep of tomorrow. And, oh, I love it when I, you know, smell that coffee first thing in the morning or I jump in the shower. or Oh, I think tomorrow I'll wear that new blue shirt that... Uh, or that new sport coat that I just bought. That'll be fun. And, oh, I get to have lunch with so-and-so. He's going to be in town. And Even the negative stuff like, oh, yeah, well, I've got that meeting at 3 with the boss, and those never go well. But you never know. Maybe tomorrow will be really, really good. The boss It'll only take 15 minutes. And you can fly through that in yeah, your mind, and, yeah. and uh, it makes a difference. A huge, huge difference. It may sound corny to do, as you suggested, leave your cares and woes at the bedroom door, but that's such a great, great piece of advice. You know, just to create the bedroom as a special sacrosanct place that you don't bring yeah. arguments into and you that's don't bring right. negative energy into. You know, sleep is so, so very important. And for those of you that sleep well, you know, you can ignore the next little bit of advice. But if you're having trouble sleeping, th these things might really be helpful. First of all, if you're having trouble sleeping, get some exercise. Get some good heartbeat and fast aerobic exercise not even so much for the sake of the exercise although it has so many benefits but 
the rest that follows strenuous exercise takes you so deep into a rest state that it, it releases so much physical tension, it releases so much emotional anxiety, so much mental confusion, the deep rest that follows really hard workouts, that when it's time to go to sleep, you've almost been there already that day. You know, and it's just an easier path to go back to. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, get some exercise. That'll help a lot. If you're having trouble falling asleep, take a look at your, your nutrition, your diet. What are you eating? And when are you eating it? Don't eat difficult to digest foods late at night. That makes it really difficult. When your body has to do digestion too, that's an extra effort. It makes it hard to get some good sleep. And, and finally, in the, in the uh, basic concept that we've been talking about is, is, is make the bedroom a wonderful place. But just before you go to bed, make that a wonderful time. And if you're having trouble falling asleep, please, please stop watching the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> I mean, this is not a good idea. You don't let your kids watch horror movies before they go to bed. And really, the news has become, it's all bad news. It's all fear news. It's all, you know, violence. And it's just, if you need, the, if you need your fix of that, you know, CNN in the morning would be a much better time to do it. After you've fully rested and recovered your immune system, don't, don't subject yourself to that kind of horrible stuff right before you go to bed. Oh, my Lord. I, and I will speak as a former journalist. I gave it up after 20 years because I was disgusted with what was happening to the news business. And uh, if you're confused about it, just go rent Network, the Patty Chiaski movie, and see if... I'm sick and tired, and I can't take it anymore. I want you to go to your windows and open them. And uh, he just nailed it, exactly what was happening. It's not news. It's a fear report. It's designed to keep you indoors and in front of that television. It's just another show. It's another form of entertainment. There's very little relevant in imagine CNN broadcasting all over the world and what do we see important news about the war in Iraq or the people who've been abandoned in New Orleans or the problems people have with health care or housing or jobs no we see uh, train accidents we see uh, car crashes we see warehouse fires especially fires television and fires they, they love, love each fire. other and you know when you see a fire on TV, your brain thinks you're on fire. I mean, you think it thinks you're in this fire. It thinks like there's a party that wants to run away real fast. It's, this is, it, it, it's television makes fire look so real you can feel the heat on your face. Yeah. Well, there's, again, a lot of research with these new um, magnetic resonance imaging machines. Yep. And there's even a nuclear version of that, yep. an NMRI now that shows that the same parts of the brain are activated when we imagine or dream that are activated when something's really happening. So watching television, the conscious mind knows you're just watching TV, but the subconscious or unconscious, which is you know 90% plus we don't really know, it thinks, hey, this this is real enough. It this does. is actually happening to it me. really can't tell the difference. No. And, and think about that. That means that when you're watching people on TV in fires and murders and, and you know, all these horrible situations, part of your mind, I mean, part of your mind knows you're watching TV, of sure. course. Part of your mind knows you're in the movie theater. Sure. But when the monster comes out, you get scared, you know? And this is not a good idea before you go to sleep. What we love about the movies, that's even more true with the big screen movie and the dark theater and, uh, yeah, I remember walking out of the theater after seeing the first Jurassic Park. Duh. 
and I'm looking for dinosaurs yeah. on the horizon. I mean, I, I, again, consciously, I know it's a movie, but yeah. unconsciously we're affected by it. We think about movies, the romantic movies, our heart swells, the sad movies. We carry that sadness with us. And every one of those movies was some brilliant writer and director's daydream. That's right. Oh, nice segue. You know, that's where it all began. We should go to that. that. Everything in the world began as some woman or some man's daydream. Everything that isn't naturally here, every, every innovation, every invention, every creation. You don't invent those things when you're super stressed, you know. I mean, Thomas Edison, I think, greatest inventor ever, maybe, certainly way, way up there. We talk about the story where he takes a rock and he holds it in his hand and he starts to doze off and he goes into this daydream state. But if he actually falls asleep, he <laughs> drops the rock and that wakes him up because he doesn't want to go all the way to sleep. He wants to go part way to sleep. Right. That's where the daydreams are. That's where the great ideas come from. Because when you're in the world, then you're limited to what currently exists. And, and you, it, but when you get out of the world and you go into your world, into your daydream world, then you're not limited to what exists. Then you're unlimited by the possibility of anything.